Welcome to On The Mic With Mike. We don't always have these conversations with our loved ones, but we need to. The podcast that addresses controversial issues that affect us in the criminal justice system. Do you understand what we had to get to to carry a gun and defend ourselves? And even cultural challenges we face every day. People just love to make it about race. That's not the case. What causes you to be in a relationship that may lead to a potential domestic issue down the line? Resolve your unconscious bias and grow from an independent perspective based on facts and data. Why not use statistics in your analysis? And now your host. Do I seem like I'm on something or am I just losing it? Instructor Mike. What's up? <laughs> I just broke out into some shit. I wasn't even looking at the screen to watch the countdown. Then all of a sudden, you just stopped playing. All right, what's going on? This is Trigger with Instructor Mike and friends. You already know Instructor Mike. John, who's muted and don't even know it. Jacob, who's not muted and knows it. Marquise, who's here in the building. Go and introduce yourself, guys. And if you're watching on YouTube, like it, share, comment. We're talking about stuff tonight. Let's go. Oh, I don't know who's going first. Rock, paper, scissors, that shit. Just, just go. Go, John. All right. John with Guardian Concepts. How we doing, everyone, tonight? Um, we're located down in Bourbon A. Uh, we do the Illinois Basic Concealed Carry along with Advanced Tactics. Along, We do host some uh, different medical trainings, uh, TECC, and then we're getting some other ones on the books. Um, classes I got coming up. I got a level one and two coming up, uh, October 23rd, uh, TECC certification class, October 24th. We just got done with a CCL class this past weekend, which was freaking awesome. Um, if you get a chance, take a look at us. We're on Facebook, Guardian Concepts LLC. Otherwise, go to our website, www.guardian-concepts.com. Let's have a great night. That's it. Run it. I don't know who's next. Hey guys, Jacob, Life oh, Defense, son of a bitch. What just happened? Oh, you're here. I thought I went out. We just seen, we just seen, I got dark. clashes. We just seen darkness pop on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I saw a black screen, thought it was me again. Hey, Sorry, I cut out on you guys last week. What's up? My fucking, my old ass Obama phone, my phone is overheating or something. It's so old and out of date. I ain't got a computer. I ain't got none of that high-tech shit like Mike Brown does. Hey. I can't afford all that high-tech shit. So I'm sitting here in my empty classroom on my phone, That's and it. I guess when it gets so hot that it can't even – it don't even keep up anymore. But I'm down here in Southern Illinois, Williamson County, 618-521-0894. If you're down here in Southern Illinois and want to do some training, uh, give me a call. I'll be happy to help. Let's have a great night. Al. Marquise, go. Marquise, Marquise is out. Marquise is out. He coming back. What's Marquise going on? Black, his Obama phone went out. <laughs> Black Matrix Academy. Marcus in the building. So we got we to gotta switch between Marcus and Marquise. What's going on, sir? Marquise. What's goody? What's goody, man? Introduce your business. Go. Uh, I start the Derby with Black Matrix Academy. Located near 79th King Drive. Uh, currently, 
doing concealed carry classes, uh, working on some platforms for our beauties and bullets, uh, exclusive women's firearms training. Uh, but for the end of the month, I'm not running any classes. I want to come out. Uh, I'll be seeing you on the 23rd, I think it is. Uh, check out your training. Not your training, but uh, Guardian Concepts, John. Yeah, Mike, uh, you us. And I definitely want to check uh, Mr. Mike Brown out. See what training you got going on. See what I can take from it. Uh, right down the street. <laughs> just your average guy in guns. Right down the street. All right. Marquis stepped out because apparently, according to Seth, Marquis Marquis does not pay his bill. He paid it in crayons. So that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a Marine joke. All right. So uh, those of you all who are watching on Facebook, go on ahead and share. Those of you all who are watching on YouTube, go on ahead and share that as well. Uh, same thing for all of you all. All right, let's go on ahead and get into this conversation. So we're talking about uh, the first thing we're going to go on ahead and talk about is mutual combat. Just what is this? We've heard this over and over and over again. You know, mutual combat. Just what is that? And that is a co uh, conversation to talk about, because if, as you've heard, if you haven't heard the uh, state's attorney of Cook County and um the mayor of Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, is arguing back and forth about uh, mutual combat and whether or not the state's attorney's office should have charged uh, the five people who were taken into custody and subsequently released. Uh, Marquise, you, you had to go off for a minute. Uh, if you want to go on ahead and introduce your business. Later or something. No, I'll do it at the end. Right, I'll do it at the end. We, yeah. Tenfo, tenfo. All right. Oh, <laughs> Mayor Lightweight. Here we go. Let's go on ahead and watch it on YouTube. All right, we'll go on ahead and talk about it. Here we go. A shootout and deadly stabbing. Two Cook County <coughs> cases with a similar result that is raising some big questions. No felony charges. CBS2 political investigator Dana Kozlov found prosecutors initially gave one explanation, then changed it under pressure. Manny Portas was 18 and figuring out his future. His mom now trying to grasp the fact she'll never see his smile again. I'm dealing with um, not only that he's gone, but somebody has to care that he's gone. Portas was stabbed to death September 27th, the result of this confrontation with a 17-year-old. It appears the 17-year-old is punching the unarmed Portis, but he's actually stabbing him with each jab with a hidden knife. But Nakia Naylor says she was stunned when Cook County prosecutors told her they weren't filing murder charges because the 17-year-old was acting in self-defense and citing mutual combat. Instead, the teen that killed her son was charged with the unlawful use of a weapon. A misdemeanor. How's it fair when my son didn't have anything and the boy had a weapon? Portis' aunt says those same prosecutors didn't even consider this video, which they say shows the 17-year-old following Portis to that mutual friend's house and posting it. He had been bullying him. He had been taunting him. He had been stalking him prior to the fight. This was the first of two cases in just the past week where prosecutors from the Cook County State's Attorney's Office initially used the mutual combatant explanation as a reason for not filing felony charges, raising questions about their decision. 
The other, a shootout between rival gang members in Chicago's Austin neighborhood Friday. Officers found more than five dozen shell casings there. Prosecutors said no charges because it was mutual combat, later changing it to insufficient evidence. This is of deep concern uh, to me. A spokesperson for Kim Fox's office now says there's insufficient evidence in Portis's case, too. Our legal analyst, Irv Miller, sees it differently. When you have a situation, two kids getting into a fight and they're supposed to use their fists and one shows up with a knife, that's not fair. That's not mutual combat. That first degree murder. Dana Kozlov, CBS 2 News. Once again, shots fired on a high school. All right, let's let's back up for a minute. I, I kind of had these out of order. Um, Lori Lightfoot. Let's play. Let's play this, and then we'll go on ahead and continue. Here we go. Said with Kim Fox so far declining to file any charges in the shooting, she will ask federal authorities to review the evidence and see if they might prosecute the offenders. The brazen daylight shooting in Austin that left one dead and two others injured last Friday still the source of simmering tensions between the mayor and state's attorney. We have to understand how it's possible when this kind of shootout is captured on film that there were no charges of any person, even though people were brought into custody. This is not a time for scapegoats. This is not a time for political rhetoric. Kim Fox calling out the mayor for creating a false narrative, saying even police did not believe there was enough clear evidence of who did what, and noting no one involved was cooperating with detectives. I'm hard-pressed to think about what the additional evidence would be when it's all on capture and videotape. you got officers on the scene who have body cam and dash cam. What more is necessary? There's a shootout in Austin. Our number one concern should be about getting those people prosecuted not a headline diverting attention away from the fact that we have not had a comprehensive plan for violence in the city of Chicago. Fox said if detectives gather additional evidence, the case could be revisited, potentially leading to charges. The Cook County State's Attorney's Office is here, ready to hold those who cause harm to our communities accountable for their actions. Whatever the other evidence is that needs to be gathered, the police department is going to be Johnny on the spot and make sure we get it. But this is, a, to me, a very compelling case. Kim Fox is calling for a meeting with the mayor, the police superintendent, as well as Area 5 detectives handling this shooting and others. The mayor said she is willing to meet anytime. Hey, if you like that video. You know, um, so when we begin to look at those videos, um, the conversation of mutual combat comes up. And I do hear Patah uh, <laughs> saying we are witnessing failed leadership at the highest level. Uh, the police were right there. This was some total BS. But let's let's go back and look at this one stabbing video because I I I've got a few things to to say about that because we're talking about mutual combat, and I don't know how many people uh, shoot. have been on like the ground floor of. You know, uh, talking to felony review. Has any of you all ever, uh, you know, talked to felony review? I mean, I don't know how it is down there where you are, um, Jacob, uh, in terms of law enforcement. Uh, but has any of you all ever dealt with like felony review before? Do you know what felony review? Um, outside I of review. The military, I'll say outside of the military. No. Okay. I was going to say, um, I looked at a case where someone was wrongfully accused, but it was involving a 22. Okay, okay. 
Well, I will tell you this. If I've been in multiple felony review. Okay, so let, let's talk about what happens. So typically when you got a death investigation or you got an aggravated battery with a firearm or you got a, you know, a situation where it's a, you know, aggravated battery and a knife or something like that or it's somebody where it gets close to, you know, somebody dying, especially something of that caliber. <clears throat> what happens is the police gather as much evidence as they can. Detectives get called on the scene, stuff like that. You know, the crime scene technicians depend upon who you rely on to get your crime scene evidence. They come and grab the, you know, evidence that's needed. And then the state's attorney somewhere along the lines is uh, called in. In Cook County, it's a process called felony review. Uh, and so uh, the state's attorney actually has to come out. So there was a memo that came out during the time that I was a detective. Uh, there are some cases where you can call felony review over the phone and get felony approval with the felony approval number, you know, but then for cases, especially like these homicides, the state's attorney has to actually come out, look at the evidence, view the stuff, interview witnesses, <clears throat> lock people in the statements and the testimonies, all that stuff. <clears throat> and so when I looked at this video, the stabbing video right here, uh, let's let it play. Matter of fact, I don't even know. I probably don't have it. All right, let me put it on the screen real quick so we can all see it. Uh, when I begin to look at this video, you know, we're talking about mutual combat. Do these look like the actions? Granted, this is the gentleman, this is the young man that had the knife. And we just talked about that in our last live, didn't we? We just talked about, you know, having knives and the knives being hidden behind the fist. So, you know, he might have not have known that he had a knife or might have seen it. Who knows? But if he is the quote unquote victim being bullied, you know, we don't want to advocate not defending yourself if you have the means and ability to. But let's look at this. And I, and I know I'm going to get some disagreeing opinions, but let's look at this, though. September 27th, the result of this confrontation with a seven. So when you look at his actions walking up, does that look to be actions of somebody who's in mutual combat or somebody who's defending themselves and, and, be, and, and acting like a victim? So here's the disadvantage of all things. We're looking at a video. Right. Fair enough. So from what I heard in the interview, they said that there was a history between these two boys. Right. So remember we talked about last week, what are the four things you need for an act of self-defense involving use a threat of physical force or violence? You want to say yeah, history. So, number one, who was the innocent party? It's alleged that the, that the young man who was killed was the innocent party. He had been bullied and things of that nature. Now, here's this. Yeah. On that caveat, has there been reports made to police? You see what I'm saying? That's the, that's the, that's the thing right there. You know, I get it that we get so much of the fuck 12 fuck the police got it people have their reasons for that got it but what you don't understand is when you're seeking justice from the justice system there might have been a history but what can be proven no one gets convicted for what actually happened you get convicted of what you get convicted of that crime based upon the case that the prosecution can put on 
and what the triers of fact determine to be fact or fiction, believable or not, real or not, reasonable or unreasonable. And if they don't have a documented history, it could exist, but who knows about it? Mm -hmm. So the next thing is, was there a means of escape? Yes. So there was a means of escape. Yeah. There was no need for that young man to still be there trying to fight. Once you got that first cut, you could have easily disengaged. You could have disengaged. You could have let it, you could have LIG'd it. Let it go. Right. Now, the next thing is, was this dude the immediate threat? Yes. Technically, no. yes. Yes. So I say technically, yes, because we're not seeing where it started. I agree. We're seeing the conflict. Right. We're not seeing where it started. And that's the part that always pisses me off about all videos is that you're getting a perspective, not the truth, not a lie, but you're getting a perspective. The nowhere and of near course, last but not least, you know, you got, where was the mama? Where's this fight taking place at? Like in the driveway of the house, that's what it looks like. So, it's scary in my mind how you get stabbed and not one time do you think about running away or getting help. You really want to fight this person that bad. And I'm trying to understand, are we sure that the person with the knife was not the person being bullied? And Are we sure? And that's it. Frank said it best. <clears throat> we don't know what happened before the video, but we also don't know what happened at school either. You, mm -hmm. you got him saying that he was being bullied, but how many of you all have had children who have lied and said it was one thing when in fact it was something else? Mm -hmm. And so how do we look at this video Play it again. Portis was stabbed to death September 27th, the result of this confrontation with a 17. You see what I'm saying? That does, those actions right there do not look like actions of a person who, even if he was being bullied, those don't look like the actions of someone who's trying to retreat. Those look like the actions of someone who's trying to advance. And I think you said that too, Jacob, some time ago, is that taking advanced steps towards a person who you consider to be a threat, you're going to have to explain that because it makes it seem as though it's mutual combat. Absolutely. And, but see, then there's the other aspect of, you know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe his mom, father, auntie, whatever the case may be, if he went and disclosed, obviously he's being bullied and this, that, and the other, and, and they don't have any faith in, faith in the justice system. So obviously they didn't say nothing. But if they looked at him and said, you need to stand up for your fucking self. Paris do that too. Yeah. Yep. That could have been an underplay for the overplay, though. Including me, you know what I mean, have told our children, you need to stand up for yourself. Yeah. And when you and look at the children don't understand the difference of that or what all that entails, then all of a sudden now the bullies are sitting in front of them. And we've talked about, obviously, in the midst of chaos, Different chemicals dump in your brain, also known as chemical cocktail dump. Right. And all of a sudden, you got tunnel vision. Maybe he didn't even see the knife. And, I mean, and, again, well, we got thousands of variables. 
yeah. thousands of variables here. But here's this. None of which that we can ever recreate. Here's this. I want to say this, and then uh, Marcus, come on in. You know, I say this all the time that you need to analyze your slot before you decide to get in anything. Yourself, the subject, you know, uh, the law that justifies your actions and criminalizes his, the location where you are, what obstacles are in the area, tools, tactics, and time. You know you don't have any tools on you but just your hands. This person can have stuff that you don't know, but you need to be sure about what you have and what you don't have. Yes, he got a knife. But you know you don't. And I guess this could be his house. We don't know if this is his house or not. But you've got a way to escape. There was an open garage to the right of both of them. Go ahead, uh, Marcus. I mean, <laughs> I was just having a convo with Marquis about this. Like, call the spade a spade. Um... Where John lives isn't where I live. Yep. Where you live isn't where Marquise lives. And and the honest truth is there's a certain level of primal instinct when it comes to us and dealing with situations. <laughs> you couldn't call it, for legal purposes, right, you can call it mutual combat because you've worded it in a particular way. But, I mean, looking at a video, right, short as this you could say oh well he could have ran away or why didn't he see the knife but the reality is is when you're in the moment you got straight tunnel vision you don't see shit out so could he really been bullied does it really even matter if he was bullied that's that could be the underplay for the overplay right i could set up a platform to make people believe that things were a particular way because I know I'm finna be on bullshit, you know what I mean? But when it comes to the things like, the matters like this when it comes to, to people of color, bro, it's, it's just a, a natural, not a natural, a primal instinct that comes out. And then we run and we believe that law enforcement, the judicial system, and all these people should be our savior. But, I mean, shit, it is what it is. We We've been surviving this long. This this video right here just depicts the daily life of, of the neighborhoods that we live in and, and how we kind of interact with each other. Keep it above. True. But then to go to... Could you take that... Could you take that and then take that to the justice system and see how it's going to play with the jury? I already know the justice system going to play it. I mean, it... it, it when it comes to the to the justice system, it, it's so many backdoor deals. That's you know all this shit that gets dumped on Kim Fox. It could just be how she is. It could be somebody high above her telling her shit. Cut this deal. Don't cut this deal. Pursue this. Don't pursue that. It could just be overall just a a major platform to show that look, we put two black people in major positions to to watch over the city and protect the residents and. and you know, they're, they're not good enough for that. So that's why we have this and that in place. I mean, it's we could Monday money, Monday morning quarterback it all day. This in itself no, is not be true combat. You know, if you're going to fight, fight hands up. Uh, but why you can say why engage him? I mean, you know, I got a fucking knife in his hand. It's irrational than a motherfucker. 
But like I was saying the marquee shit, the psyche, that's what I want to learn is psyche of people because people do some of the stupidest shit that, that you can't even get a, a, a rational answer to. Okay, okay. So right. your position is it's not mutual combat. Definitely the fuck ain't. Okay. He got a fucking knife. <laughs> okay. So, but now ahead. let's play with disparity of force then. I was just about to say that shit. Go. Oh my God, oh, go. Go ahead, Mike. No, no, my no. Bad. Go, Marquise. Go, go, go. So, in disparity of force, is that kid bigger than the kid with the knife? Doesn't appear so. Oh. Um, Mike got about what, 20 pounds? I mean, what are you talking about? Hey, it doesn't say how many that pounds bitch. and how tall someone has to be. But we can say the smaller one is a professional boxer or a professional knife cutter. I mean... <laughs> We can go through a million so, different. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I said it's uh, multiple factors. Because, like I said, I would love to go back and look at this video again to hear who was being bullied. Now, according because to the one that was being bullied, I think that's some bullshit. To be honest with you, I want yeah. Because the thing is, if there's a because, like I said, and I've told I've said this multiple times on this show, kids bullies now versus kid bullies when we were growing up different it's mental physical and psychological yeah yeah it's and, and, I, and i put mental and psychological separate for a reason i do i put it separate for a reason but that's the thing where we were antagonized as kids we can fight it out and it's over right i didn't have to deal with your monkey ass until next day now I got to deal with you at school. I got to deal with you on social media. I got to deal with you back at school. So I've never had my break away from you bullying me. <laughs> to tie you out short. Go ahead. <laughs> so that is already a factor that a lot of people don't take into account when it comes to kids and bullies. Right. I don't tell kids my don't kids. don't know how to deal with mental stress either, though. Yeah, and I don't tell my kids about the whole... Hey, if someone hits you, you knock their ass. No, I don't say that no more. You got little kids out here talking about something. Yo, oh, that's what's going to happen? And the next day you shooting up the school? That's just what happened Or, or you showing up with a knife? No, I don't tell my kids that. Let me know. Let me go talk to the parents. If it don't go nowhere from there, then I hate to say it. And I can't think of a movie where the parent showed up at the other parent's house and beat the hell out the parent. I can't think of the movie for the life of me. But I think it was Colin Farrell in the movie. But it was like, okay, I told you to tell your kid, stop whooping on my kid. You ain't do it, come in. Let me show you why you shouldn't do this. Now, realistically speaking, is that against the law? Yes, it is. It's totally against the law. But as I told you before, Marcus, when we talked earlier, there's a bunch of movies like this where they don't show you the consequence at the end. This is going to be one of those cases where it's going to be 12 people deciding this boy's fate. If, if he goes to trial. He'll get a plea deal. And that, well, yeah, for sure it's going to get a plea deal, but if it goes to trial, you know, and if, let's just say, if I was the defense attorney for the guy, the kid that had the knife. Yeah, you might want to strike a deal. But we don't know what type of uh, information that could have come out because there's more to this that 
is that, that obviously we as laypersons don't know that the investigators, that the detectives in, in Schomburg, which is where this occurred, you know, uh, because what some people don't understand is your South Suburban, North Suburban, West Suburban police departments, they got their own detective units, but they also collaborate with West Suburban major crimes, South Suburban major crimes, NIPAs, uh, you know, uh, uh, other type of detective agencies, things like that. Uh, and, and they are assisted by the Illinois State Police and by the FBI. So there is a collaborative effort where in Chicago, the shooting that happened in North Austin, you've got what's that area, not area central. They went back to numbers now. So I want to say area three now, I believe area three. You've got that detective uh, agency and then the Bureau of Detectives that's also investigating this. And so it's rare you hear them come out with, especially now, mutual combat. But when you look at this video, it's hard to not argue mutual combat. Yes, he does have a knife. But how many times do we talk about this in our concealed carry classes where the media depicts an unarmed person as ipso facto or an automatic non-deadly threat when that is not true? That is not true. An unarmed person can definitely be a deadly threat. Just because that person has a knife does not mean a knife is not at play. Doesn't even mean you retain the knife. You could lose the knife and the other person could pick up the knife. And the situation is still the same. So there are more specific factors on the what if this uh, person who is the alleged victim, what if the person who had the knife said, look, in the history of me knowing him, I've seen him get into multiple fights. He's steady knocking folks out. I don't know how to fight just like that. So that's why I brought a knife to the gunfight. And then when the detectives go to Schomburg High School, whatever high school he goes to, they corroborate his version of mental, you know, his mental reasoning behind why he did what he did. So then you've got that. We don't know what the detectives actually did in their investigation to determine that once they presented the best case that could be proven, not what actually happened, the best case that could be proven based on real and circumstantial evidence, we can't do anything yet because right now it's insufficient. You need more. And I'll, I'll land with this and then y'all say, say what you want. But didn't we just come out of a period of time where we were saying, hold on, don't rush to charges. Don't you hear that saying in police shootings? Don't rush to charges. Make sure you got a good case that you can win. Now, when the prosecution says, well, this is mutual combat or it's insufficient evidence, we want to rush and charge them. Isn't that the thesis that Marcus, Marcus just said about wanting to hurry up and just charge two folks just because they black? Now, when you got them wanting to hold off and wait, that's a fucking problem. Right. And let's play. And I'll say this and I'll record yield to the floor. What if you played this video on mute? What would you see? You will see a young man with a knife running backwards to get away from the dude with the black pants. If there was no commentary to this, what would this look like? It would look like a natural case of self-defense. Minus one factor. He's got that when he went to the ground, I think he went in for a killing blow. Yeah, yeah. Now that part. See? So that's what I'm saying. I don't like videos that don't have full content. Right. Because if I played it on mute, 
with no commentary, this looks like neutral combat. Yeah. Except the light-skinned little dude is trying to get away from the big black dude. And the only person what you being it though. <laughs> and the one thing you, you can see, you can see the height difference right there. But the one person you see that's aggressing the whole situation, right, is the one who ended up losing his life. Fortis was stabbed to death September 27th. The result see? of this confrontation with a 17-year-old. It appears the 17-year-old is punching the unarmed Fortis, but he's actually stabbing him with each jab with a hidden knife. But Nakia Naylor says she was stunned when Cook County prosecutors told her they weren't filing murder charges because the 17-year-old was acting in self-defense and citing mutual combat. Instead, the teen that killed her son was charged with the unlawful use of a weapon. She could have walked this shit off. That looks more like aggravated aggravated UUW, but go ahead. See? Right there. And that's why I said that's the difference. If you played it on mute, it looked like he was trying to get away, right. except for that scene right there. Hey, Tiger. Yep. Right there. Yeah. That is what would get that boy in trouble. Yeah. And I, I, and literally, I swear, you'd have thought me and Marcus was planning this whole conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally just told him yeah, I was in. I was doing a martial art. Um, we were doing a martial art demonstration, and I was doing a knife disarm. And when I finished my knife disarm. I put the knife in the back of the person's neck and the instructor was like, yo, that was really smooth. I hope you got a good attorney. I was like, what? He says, when was this person no longer a threat? When I took the knife out of his hands. He was no longer a threat. So when he went down, he had opportunity to run away. But watch the video and it was on if it was on mute, yeah. it looked like he was trying to get away and he had a weapon, hoping that the weapon was enough to keep the person away. What are we teaching our concealed carry classes? Mm-hmm. Back up and trying to get away, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this whole video is literally what? Minus the end. Right. Right. That is not buddy. Let me let's let's sidebar this let's ask another question. Here we go. I forgot what the question was. Fuck that that's crazy. Old age and shit. Let's keep a notebook next to you. I know, I got one. That's crazy. All right. Fuck it. I forgot. All right. Go ahead, y'all. You know what? Let's do y'all want to look at the uh Let's get past this video. Once again, shots fired on a high school campus, terrorizing students and staff. This time, it was in North Texas. A shooting sparked by a fight. KPRC 2's Sabira Rayford live in Arlington at Timberview High School. Sabira, a student, is in custody, but that arrest came hours after those shots were fired. That's correct, Dominique. And more than eight hours after this shooting, students and staff are now able to return to their school to collect their cars and any belongings. But their school is still a crime scene. Shots fired inside an Arlington high school. Doors barricaded as the building went into lockdown. We're just hoping for the best. We're hoping that that there's no casualties and that all of our babies that can come out of that school, okay. Police say a physical fight between two students quickly escalated. And a gun was used. And there are four victims. 
At least two of those victims suffered gunshot wounds and three people were taken to a nearby hospital. The shooter identified as Timothy George Simpkins. He's in custody, facing multiple charges. Outside the school, parents waited for news as cell phone videos circulated. Brittany Barnes said her son was near the shooting. He was under a desk right where it happened. He's telling me like a friend is shot, his first period teacher is shot, and uh, he's just nervous and, and, um, and is all would be in shock. And he's just like, Mama, where are you? Just make sure you're here. Once secured, the school was evacuated. Students reunited with parents at a meeting point. I've seen this at other schools on, on the news, but you never really think that you're going to have your child in a situation like this. Police recovered a 45 caliber gun near this area, and we're told that Simpkins is expected to appear in court sometime this hour. For now, reporting live in Arlington, Sabir Rayford, KPRC 2 News. A right. robbery in Roseland. Now, you know what? I say this constantly, and I'm sure... Hold on, let me get past... God, shut, come on, come on, fool. I got to get at... Ah, nope. Hey, Lord, All right, we'll talk about that in a minute. You know what? How many times have you all discussed shootings? And and I know I have in mind. I'm sure Marquise has. You might have as well, Marcus and Jacob and John. And I know Jacob and John talk about this because typically you see shootings in white areas. Right? Call a spade, call a spade a spade, right? Call a spade a spade. And this time, and this time, hey what happened? You got, what was his name? D'Angelo? Earl? What was it? It was a black guy that did the shoot. Simpkins. Simpkins, right. So now. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait a minute. The school was in Arlington though, right? Yeah. Is Arlington predominantly white or black? It probably is predominantly Arlington, Texas, not Arlington, Virginia. Right. Yeah. Arlington, Texas, right? Go ahead, look it up, John. It's, I'm looking it up. I yeah. got you. It could let's, be, get that let's get that population map up. Wait, 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 wait. That school looks too nice. <laughs> I don't know. I was say, that's a real nice motherfucker. Uh, yeah. That sounds like the, the parents care. Hard to say. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the parents care. The school board cares. They really put their money where their mouth is. You know what I'm saying? This was just a bent up. You said that's a white area. Oh, there was a white area. High oh, it is, class. Hold on. It is 59. Let's call it 60% white. 22 and three quarters black. And Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Who's the three quarter black? Right, you got you got to twenty two point seven five percent black, so it's a midget. Nine point nine two percent white, six point five five percent Asian, six point nine seven percent other race. The Asians were controlling the cameras, so let's just they they knew it was going down. So that is the twenty twenty one demographics for Arlington, Texas. Right, so I'm gonna say it like this: the only thing that gave it away that he was black was his last name. And his picture. What, well, I didn't see the picture. I heard the name before the you picture. You ain't seen. Oh picture? yeah, they posted his face. They posted his face all up in that shit. Uh, yeah, at the last minute. No, I was in the well, middle. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. They got to work up wait, all wait, the wait. suspense, and then I, we got once again shots fired on a high. We got to get to that picture. Okay. Police say a. Yeah, but matter of fact, I'll say wait a minute. Cast. I'll say how old was he? He was. Uh, I don't know. Like 15, 16, some yeah. shit? Okay, so let's play the Dang. bias on that. Let's play the bias on that. How come that was so fast to put a black young man's picture up on alleged charges? Come on, bro. 
Come on. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Man, listen. Wait, okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> you got a point. But, hey, I can understand why they put it up there. Because we tend to think, let's talk, let's come. I'm, and I, you know, oh, what? I see why. Break the narrative. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Because in, in all of my sh in classes, I do the have to shoot versus want to shoot. And I sit there and I so talk about the school shooting scenario. And black folks would be like, no, nah, that's a want to shoot. Well, see, we're not used to school shootings in our neighborhoods inside the school. We used to, you step outside, we're going to handle this outside where we got spaces to run and shit. You might bring a gun in the school, but you ain't going to shoot in the school. This time, you got a school shooting happening, so they was quick to put that picture up there. Yeah, I can see that happening. I, yeah, I, I believe that too. Because you know what? And it's, and it's I hate, I'm going to say it, I hate the media. Yes. I, I remember when the media was information. Yeah. It is now infotainment because what made me really just, well, there's multiple things that made me hate the news. Yeah. Let's just go with that. But you have the, the, the officer who shot the black girl who's trying to stab somebody. Yes. His picture was on the news in three seconds. In Ohio, yeah. You had the black cop who shot the white um, Air Force veteran at the Capitol. And we didn't see what this dude looked like oh. until he did an interview explaining his actions. Mission on himself. Got explaining it. his actions on Channel 7. And then, With Lester Holt or whatever channel he's on. Yeah. So, again, I hate the news because the narratives amaze me how you want to incite separation and anger, but only the people of weak-mindedness, this, 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 is going to fall for that shit, that stuff. But I'm gonna But you know what? I'm gonna tell you. The only reason why, and we ain't gonna make the conversation with that. Fuck it. Uh, the only reason why he got center stage in that was because it was a, it, it was a assumed to be or an actual majority white Trump supporting. A, a, a terrorist attack they believed it to be that when in fact we can debate that that's not gonna make that a conversation because that's a whole nother thing but and what better news than to show that it was a black cop a black protective agent that did that when it actually i saw the video i don't know how many of y'all saw the video he didn't even really have to shoot nope he didn't even have to shoot. no one matter of fact he even tried to go Onto the 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 interview with Lester Holt, explaining how he didn't know if she had a weapon, but felt she was a threat, and that's why he shot. But no other officer shot. No, and it was a SWAT dude behind the girl trying to get in, and he didn't even use his rifle. Like nobody else felt it was a like. Okay, she's trying to get through. She ain't gonna get through. But what made you have to shoot? That's a whole nother thing. I knew they was going to clear him of that, but yeah, that's a whole nother thing. We talked about that before. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make that this that conversation, but it was still good to talk about. Let's look at the other situation that happened in Chicago with the North Austin uh, shooting. Uh, a shootout. No, that was it. 
That wasn't it. That was another one. Mayor Lori Lightfoot said with Kim Fox so far declining to file any charges in the shooting, video. I just she will ask video. federal authorities to so this see the video if they right might prosecute here. the offense. Y'all tell me what you all can see because I'm looking at whoever handled the pie cameras. They messed up. And what evidence do you see that shows this person shot first or sh was shot at? Here we go. Anders. The brazen daylight shooting in Austin that left one dead and two others injured last Friday, still the source of simmering tensions between the mayor and state's attorney. We have to understand how it's possible. Excuse the offenders. The brazen daylight shooting in Austin that left one dead and two others injured last Friday, still the source of simmering tensions between the mayor and state's attorney. We have to understand. Now, did y'all see who shot first? Mm -mm. So what if this you can't is see, to You can't see Jack. And so well, I mean, you can't even see the other side. You can't even see who they're shooting after you even know who shot first. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah. What's wrong with this video? I don't want that. There you go. I'm sorry. All so, right. like, I can't, I can't even necessarily, obviously, say who shot first. I can't even see the other parties. I can't see the parties at the house. Yeah. And so, if that's the video that she's claiming that the state's attorney has, that doesn't show who did what. I mean, it shows that shots were being fired, but it doesn't show any justification. So, I'm wondering, do all of them have FOIA cards? Do all of them have concealed carry? Are all of the firearms... Oh, that part, that that's where I was going to go with it. You know what I mean? Again, we got felony discharge of firearm within the city limits. You know what I mean? Then and then, then we can add in UUW charges. Yes, but if it's discharge of a firearm within the city limits, were they being fired upon to fire at? Were they firing at well, to then fire the thing upon? Is, and, 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 and that I can get. But again, no FOID card, no CCW. Are they felons? Should they be in possession of uh, firearms? I mean, obviously, if we're going to hunt them down and question them and everything else, uh, you can establish whether charges need to be filed or not. You, you got to question them. And then from there, you can obviously pull records. Again, void card, CCW. Um, if they don't have those, okay, then right off the bat, you know what I mean? There, there, there's a UUW charge. Now, William says the hoodie gave you away with intent and double team on top of that. I don't nah. know if that could be no, made that as a defined intent. Because the hoodie yeah. itself can be an aggravating factor, but it yes. in and of itself cannot mean you had intent to commit. You might have had intent to disguise to avoid being mm -hmm. seen. But that, if, I mean, if that's the case, right, look at the mask that we wear. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, I'll do a sidebar real quick. You know what I mean? Obviously, everyone's seen when the pandemic started happening. How many people seen the memes where I can't wear a mask when I'm carrying in public? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone's seen those memes and those jokes, and, and we all chuckled at it. But as instructors, you know what I mean? We know the truth. Right. Everyone understands that, you know what I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, if you're carrying your firearm, and, and, and obviously you're legal and everything else, you can be masked. It's when you're trying to commit a crime and disguising your appearance that, that, is that turns into a gray area, though, because yeah. then you leave that at the discretion of law enforcement. Because you could say before the pandemic, a lot of people were the full covering in the wintertime. Well, that that in the fact that technically by law, aggravated assault can be you covering your face and threatening somebody. Yes. 
That's actually well, yeah. law, but that's aggravated assault. Yes. But then mm-hmm. any any action where you're trying to disguise yourself is where from while committing a crime is when you cross over and you know what I mean to a whole other area. But they can't use that now during the mask mandate because even if you're no. co- well, I'm saying even if you're committing a crime, the full mm-hmm. or partial disgu- uh, uh, disguise yes. of your face. Unless it's like a ski mask. A ski mask where it's just the eyes and the mouth. All right, that's different. But if you got the 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 under armor type where that and you're mm-hmm. like this, that's gonna be tough because you've put in the mandate that they have to disguise themselves. I mean that they have to close their mouth, you know, put the mask on, mm-hmm. and then even in the commission of the crime, do they not have to abide by the mask mandate? To then not be because that's entrapment. Yes, but where I was going with it is, is that it doesn't like what you're saying right off the bat. Just because they had a hood arm doesn't necessarily mean they're committing a crime. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And so by the state law, you know what I mean? By the Illinois State Police law, you know what I mean? The law was, you know what I mean? You can be masked unless you're trying to disguise yourself to right. commit a crime. Right. That's the law. Right. Now, obviously, there's a gray area because again, we're in a pandemic. We're still in a pandemic. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is unprecedented. We haven't been in this in our lifetimes. Yeah. As far as this goes. Yeah. So. Like it back now. Okay, back in now. <laughs> what? <laughs> back in now. But yeah, you guys are you guys all hit it on the head. You know, unfortunately, we can't let a tire dictate actions. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of sad, but realistically speaking, you know, a tire doesn't dictate criminal criminal intent, yeah. unfortunately. Because right. I know some upstanding citizens who stack who sag their pants, and now, I'm like, I hate with a passion that you do this shit. Now, Stefan Montgomery said the police was right there when they were pulling off. I don't know if y'all seen the police's actions uh, when they were pulling off, but they were. Oh, not- I would say done too. Yeah, they were not in a rush to try to get them. And you know what? No, I, understand. I wouldn't either. I understand, yeah, right. I, I wouldn't either. I'd be an asshole. I'd be an asshole placing bets. Boy, for real. <laughs> you not going to get hey, dude. That's why I said I couldn't beat 20 on white? 20 on white? 20 on white. Let's go, let's go. I couldn't be a police officer right now. I couldn't because, like, the, the aggressive nature that... I had up that I'm sure if you all were cops, you know, during that time or whatever, whatever aggressive, you can't do that now. You, no, nah, fuck around. No, you know, they shooting each other. They not shooting at us. No, I'm saving these rounds. And it's like, is that the right thing to do? Okay, we can argue morality. We can argue legality. But yeah, I'm observing and reporting. I'm observing. But isn't it something in there that says that law enforcement or police officers aren't required? To place themselves in arms way or, or to action. save you in a sense, you know what I mean? I don't remember the exact verbiage, but you, you go for that, Mike. Actually, yeah, seven twenty-five ILCS five one hundred seven, I believe twenty-five. If ever there is a crime that's been committed, the police officer has to intervene. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So okay. that's by law. Yes. Then there's the other side, right? Seven twenty ILCS five, where you're allowed to unarrest somebody too. So it's like. You, there's a balancing act. And of course, I'll even go you one further, and you've heard me talk about this before, right? Uh, Castle Rock versus Gonzalez, right? 
the courts have recognized the discretion of the police in suggesting what, even though it sets the parameters that they have to do something, there's always on-scene discretionary. And so it's like, I'm not... Get that out. Yeah. You know, they got <laughs> shooting at me, and it's like, whatever we got, they got something powerful. So I can always use that as a scapegoat. They can... Right. <laughs> they got the Draco. The I don't have that shit. Right. You know, see people right. not issuing Dracos. I'm, 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 I'm out, I'm out gunned. Yeah. You know, not to be funny, one of your one of the laws for law enforcement is to prevent murders. That includes your own. Yes, for sure. Look, I'm like, trying hey, to... look, Draco. I'm trying to get to the game in Marist. <laughs> Nine millimeter. Draco. Nine millimeter. Right. Does this stop Draco? I'm not sure. So let's not find out. <laughs> I'm just writing down all the charges. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. License plate. Uh huh. At least we know where to look. Yeah. And then you got a whole bunch of so to do your job. Hell no. They probably so caught up in the shit now is. You work in environments like that, you stop giving a fuck. Keep it your buck. It's part of your complete they, practice. Yeah, they, they, you get so used to it. And like you just said, I come and I help you and fuck you and you, Uncle Tom and you, Black Lives Matter. You, you probably just get desensitized to it so much. You're just like, fuck it, man. Let, let, them, right. let them do what they going to do, man. Like, when you got a whole group, like, what I, and again, this is a little bit off topic, but. I love the fact that you want to march down a street talking about how much you hate police where it requires you to have police to stop traffic for you to march down that street to talk about how much you hate police. And in the process, you're screaming what what what'd you say, fuck 12? Y'all screaming that shit while it's the police allowing you to walk down the street and not, got hit, not get hit by every car that would normally be coming down the street. But you still call 12. They still call 12, though. That's what I mean. Fuck 12, but you still call 12. 12, 5, 0, all the same thing. You know... Where did 12 come from? I don't know. Shit. Oh, well... We ain't talking about fucking one Adam 12, shit like that. I don't know. That could be it. Is that what it is? What 12 is the code when you're a a unit in Los Angeles and it's both of y'all in the car. So Adam unit. One Adam 12. That type of thing. That's the only that's reference cute. that I could get. I don't know shit. I don't know. That, I don't cute. even know where five zero came from because I don't get the ref like Hawaii five zero. Hawaii five zero. Okay, all right. Yeah. Then why they don't call yeah. us chips? Because that's uh, yeah, it is. Because <laughs> chips deals with the highway patrol. You stupid as fuck. Hey, why don't call us chips? Chips. You got no tight ass. Right. Because then you'd be a chocolate chip. Tight ass. Can't do that. Oh. oh. <laughs> They had. Hey, you remember Michael? Remember Michael Doran, who played Worf? He was the chocolate chip with the fro on chips. Let me stop, cause I. Lo- yeah, that's how you know. I watched that show. Don't laugh. All right. So, moral of the story, man. <laughs> all this shit is. Look, mutual combat is a real thing, um, but don't think because the prosecutors are not prosecuting these folks, and we don't know what's gonna happen in the coming days. Hey, hold on, real quick. Twelve. Came from the district where Chauvin was assigned. It was 12th district. No, hell no, because that no, was used before Derek Chauvin. 
Yeah, rappers rappers were saying it though. Yeah. Like two chains and somebody said it too. Lefty said they call security six. Hell yeah, you're not twelve, you six. Like <laughs> <laughs> you half cop? I mean, how does that work? <laughs> Hey, don't get don't get shot as an on duty security officer. They just you just gonna have a bunch of crossing guards and <laughs> green lights at your funeral. <laughs> All right. Long and short of it, look, mutual combat is a real thing, but if you got the chance to get out of there, get out of there. That's the best that we can tell you, especially from a civilian, from a concealed carry standpoint. You know, in neither one of these situations, you know, I can't even say anything about the drive-by because according to the story, the story was that these guys and the Chargers got out of the car and were shooting at the house and the folks in the house were shooting back. That's what the story is. We don't know what the evidence is, but that's what the story is. Uh, if that's the case and somebody's shooting in the house, I can see people shooting out of the house. And so it looks to be a, I, I don't know, it's weird. Um, but even in shooting out of the house, you don't know what's outside. And, and especially if you understand what you got inside, if all you got, because you, you know, got a home invasion. I got a bunch of ladies that was contacting me. I'm sure they contacted you all as well. You know, uh, get into a home invasion. People get scared, want to go out there and get the blick. But it's this little small pew pew, and all of a sudden you got your little this, and now you. Want well, I saw your video too. So you, you with the blick, you, you are a fool, bro. I swear. And then they got this gun, and then they want to go outside. Hey, listen. First of all, you sit your ass down because this ain't even enough gun for whatever's outside. That's why. <laughs> Talk about some look. Hey. Don't make me. Don't. <coughs> I'm about that life. Like with what? <laughs> you see? Damn, uh... <laughs> oh, you don't see this full five? Boy. You see this full five? Boy, hey. Boy, hey, you walking around with that, Hey, you're walking around with that in your merch, aren't you? Swing Boy, it. man. Look. You, no, keep it tucked in here. Keep it tucked in here. Pull it out. Don't make me pull it out. I pull my purse out. I pull my purse out. It's over. It's over. Like say it again. Man, we in a different world, bro. Man, we in a different world. You can you can with only the top get gun music playing. You can only get away with that on YouTube because they know it's not a real gun. All right. Yeah. All right. Freestyle, popcorn style. What pop? That's a that's a y'all know that's a, a clubhouse term, right? All right, so, so what y'all want to talk about? Uh, who said ghost gun? Ghost guns or goat guns, Seth? Which one are we talking about? Oh, God, no. Please, Probably no. ghost guns. Pew, Please, pew, no. Crystal Carter said, said pew, pew, everybody going to die tonight. <laughs> pew, pew. Pew, pew. That's right. Pew, pew. That's it. Pew, uh, pew, pew, pew. Here's a question pew, pew. that I got for you all. 380, 380 caliber... For self defense, what are your thoughts? Still a drop one, Three eighty. I can use a twenty-two and put you down. We know who found out our first hand. I dare not say the name. You dare not say. True story. But I'm hey. perfectly okay with three eighties. I mean, again, majority of firearms can be used very effectively in the right hands, and and know what to use them for. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, 22s, they don't, you don't have to necessarily blow a hole through somebody. Nope. Blowing holes, you know what I mean? You ain't messing up organs. 
22 goes in, hits your clavicle, and now it moves down into your pelvis and then bounces back up. How many organs have you already shredded through? Right. So I feel like this, if you can shoot it effectively. Don't be making no peanut butter and jelly sandwich at the table. I'm watching your ass, Marcus. Go ahead. Right. If you can shoot it effectively, go for it. But I feel like you should shoot the biggest caliber you can handle and yes. hit and hit effectively multiple times fast. Mm-hmm. Like, so don't get me wrong. You can get a 22 and make it rain. All right. But you better make sure every one of your shots goes somewhere vital to make sure it ends the fight. I'm looking at it like this. I want to end the fight as fast as possible. And I know with a 22, I better get you in your eyeball immediately. Why you got to say eyeball? Oh, I prefer the eyeball. That Man, that little soft tissue right here, oh, beautiful. It's too, it's too, um, it's too soon, though. <clears throat> oh, shit. You know what? I, yeah. No, no, no. I'm just piggybacking. Yeah. I don't care. No, no, you're no. Right. It's a training no, no, no. thing. Go ahead, though. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're but right. I don't care. It's, it's a training soon. thing because, you know, we talk about uh, Cal Digheller all the time. Yeah, you know, for yeah. those who don't know, um, we'll play that video maybe sometime. I'll uh, cue it up and we'll play it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got another question. What's going on, in my life in the shot? Shouts out to you, those of you all who uh, uh, also want a different perspective of things that happen in Chicago. Go on ahead and subscribe on Facebook and on YouTube to My Life in the Shot. Also, if you're watching this. Uh, you know, make sure you follow everybody that's in here. Black Matrix Academy, who apparently just turned off the lights and lighting the candles somewhere. All of the oh, lights. Oh, that he put his phone with up. All <laughs> the lights. Turn them off. You good boy, <laughs> Yeah. Make sure you follow John and Guardian Concepts, Viper Defense, Marquise Miranda, P6 Firearms, and of course, Security training concepts, go to MikeBrownsClass.com. Just follow all of us. Hit us up, all of us, for our training and stuff like that. Follow the social media. It helps us all because uh, we all, you know, everybody on this platform really cares about whether or not, you know, you're able to protect yourself. We can all mutually say 16 hours of the class is just a foundation. It ain't it's enough. enough. Yeah, it's just enough to get your ass still killed. So you need to get more training and build on yep. this. It's not a, it's not a, destination you ain't arriving nowhere it's it, it's a journey you know it's, journey. It's, it's a journey you continue to get all of us trained off of all of each other i've been to marquis class i gotta make it down to jacob and john's class uh marcus and i've been to, uh through things together so i'm just saying because you know marquis marcus and i we're in the same area john is where the bears play and jacob is where the corns sway so well we gotta and I'm only doing that shit because I'm a children's book author. All right, go ahead, Marquise. Go ahead. <laughs> so, technically, that's what a bear is playing for now. Hell! <laughs> They're going to be in Arlington soon. No. Say, you you, you heard what they said, though, right? What they say? They're trying to do a lawsuit to block them moving and using taxpayers' money to get Arlington. Um, to get Arlington. It was like, you want it, you can't spend the taxpayers' dimes on it. Instead of her using the money where it should be going, who knows? God forbid. Uh, David said, yes, so seeing they were probably all committing a felony when someone was killed, they should all be charged with murder. Yep, we could go with that. 
You know, quite frankly, I don't care what they, whether they get, you know, it's mutual combat or getting charged with murder. You're, we're still not doing anything to stop the violence. We're, you know, we're not doing anything to you. Yep. You can't police your way out this situation. You know, it starts with these parents at home from when these kids are little. Not nope, now. There we go. Now we're going to need some other intervention, but it starts when yeah. they are lit. Go ahead. I heard the wheel. Go ahead. Go. Here we go. Because now we went down this hole the other night. Well, you know what? And here's the thing, though. Good. I'm kind of with parenting to a certain extent. Yeah. But let's be let's let's be real. Jeffrey's Dahmer's parents weren't exactly eating dicks and breasts inside the crib. That made my man decide he wanted to go ahead and snack on some some deliciousness of humans. Ted Bundy's parents weren't like, let's go ahead and dress up like clowns and go kill some people. No. Marilyn Manson's parents, about and let's not forget Tyler Perry. Was he dressing up as a Tyler clown? Tyler Perry came from a very jacked up background. Okay. And he made a choice to be better at what he wanted to do so he wouldn't have the generational curse. Mm-hmm. So we but talk- then that's, I mean, we can get into mental health past that. JLP I mean, said, get the chart ready, Mike. <laughs> we just teasing on yeah, that. Man. I did say we were going to do that. Uh, and here we go. It's John Wayne Gacy with the clowns, Ted Bundy. You got to watch that. There's, I think. Oh, Ted Bundy was the, the, the sexy dude who, who had the cast on. Yes. Well, my bad. Did he have well, you know what the hell I meant. Yeah, I, we, we know. Shit. We- <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we got it. Well, I, I'm mad. I went. To, I went to all white people that was bad, but only went to the black person that was good. Zac Efron played a good Ted Bundy. You gotta yeah, watch that movie. I don't. I gotta look it up while y'all talking, so I could quote put that movie out there. Cause Zac Efron played a good Ted Bundy, uh, and he was he was very smart. In uh, anyway, you know huh? You know what? But if you notice, certain movies have to be made a specific way. To make you understood or understand why the victims were the victims. So when you look at Zach Afran's version of Ted Bundy, of Ted Bundy, Bundy. yeah, right. Bundy, of Ted Bundy, you understood. Well, damn, I can see why women went into that and helped him with his groceries. Y- yes, yes. When you look at what love got to do with it, you had to use Lawrence Fishburne against Angela Bassett. Because in real life, it was Tina Turner versus Ike Turner. Little ass Ike Turner. <laughs> and you have to understand, like, so if you'd have made that movie really off what was in real life, right. no one would have thought about what's love got to do with it as a movie about domestic violence. Yeah. They'd have been like, who the hell this little micro dude is? Right. But it had to show the mental capacity. And the way she looked at him, yeah. she saw him as a giant. But in real life, a little ass way for me. That's right. Uh-huh. A little ass, Ike Turner, Spike Lee. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Back to the gun stuff, and we'll we'll kind of uh, corner uh, table it with this, unless y'all got something else. Um. Assume every firearm is loaded. Point that firearm in a safe direction. Keep your finger off the trigger. Know your target and what's behind it. Those rules or some variation thereof, right? Because the NRA has always in front of every last one of them. Are those 
absolute rules for every training environment or does it have context depending upon the training environment? Um, there's going to be context with that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because as CCL holders, you know what I mean? Yeah, we always talk about obviously always assume that a firearm is loaded, but then we're also working different dry practice. Um, so it needs to be used with the context. You know what I mean? In that, and what was the terminology I was using the other day? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, crap. Okay. Once it pops in my head, I swear to God, I'll pop it out. But yeah, I mean, there's going to be context with it. I mean, obviously always kick your finger off the, your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Okay. There's, there's a prime example right there. Um, Why do people instinctively go for the trigger, though? Because in that? their head, it's it's just what they they haven't trained their body anything else. They haven't they haven't trained their mind to do anything else. All they've seen is what the movies tell them. Right off the bat, all and you notice with that, how the fuck do you go through a whole movie and shoot a whole room up and you never reload? Oh, trust me. Uh, how many of us have seen that? You know what I mean? Like, like never. Like the ultimate fucking nineteen eleven has fucking neat fucking. Eyes. You know what I mean? Or the Beretta fucking ninety two from fucking John McClane that fucking's got a hundred fucking rounds <laughs> with one magazine. Yeah, one mag. You ain't see it go past the magwell in any way, shape, or form. Like the only time you saw that gun go empty is when he had the MP five. He's like, yep. I got two bullets left. Yep. <laughs> to answer, Wait, what? To answer your question, Marcus, look, you see where my hand naturally goes? You have to you have to go against what your fingers are naturally accustomed to doing. They're not naturally accustomed to spreading unless you spread them. If you let them just rest. I see that shit, Marquise. <laughs> if you, <laughs> God damn it! If you ne- right, <laughs> uh, we are a bunch of guys on this show. But you see, when my hand just naturally goes, so when people begin to grab that pistol, right? You see how my finger automatically gravitates to it. To to index, you see how you have to kind of spread this finger. And kind of bring it up like that. That's something you're trained to do. It's almost well, like I've had some people that naturally end it, and and some that just you gotta beat it into their damn head. Like you know what? It's almost like it's almost like teaching a person how to punch. You know, when you see people throw a hook, you always see this. You always see people throw a hook this way. When in reality, it should be this way. So it's almost like your people are doing this because this feels natural. Where this is the correct way of doing it. It's just literally human instinct and what they see on television. They mimic television. Look at most movies. I was and I hate to admit this out loud. I was watching Double Team with uh, Van Damme and James Bond. Yeah, dude. Look at that movie, and as a firearm instructor, you will lose your shit. Because that whole movie, fingers on the trigger the whole time. And I'm like, come on, y'all, stop. Come on, man, stop. Watch Expendables. Watch Expendables. They was, they're, like, one of them had to mentally catch themselves 
I think it was Expendables 3, where it was um, Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas walking in the forest, and their finger was on the trigger. And it was realized, like, yeah. I mean, I'll give you another one. Black Hawk Down. This is my safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. You heard, you heard really? <laughs> really? This is my safety. <laughs> I love that one. Hey, 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 hey. I like that, that was one. A great movie. This is my safety. I like that. Yeah, but this is my safety. I saw well, I know it was Eric, I know that was Eric Banner, but yeah. what movie was that? Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Yep. Where? Hold and then, on. I mean, if you want to go to the, uh, and then if you want to go to the fourth rule, obviously know what your target is and what is beyond it. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory when it comes into our world. You're responsible for every bullet that leaves your firearm. But let's put that in context, though. Hold on, and I got your question, Chrissy, because that's a good question. Because I do have ceramic plates. I know Marquise does, uh, and we could talk about that. Um, and I know John does, and I've seen him in his pictures. I'm sure Jacob does, and I know Mark. Well, we all got him in. All right, I've seen Marquise. Uh, and Marquise. <laughs> I, got, I got soft. I got soft and um, hard plate. Yeah, my softer right here, and yeah. So, um, so let's put that in context, though. On the range and in a range environment, both indoor and outdoor, it makes sense to know the target and what's behind it. Because you know that what you're about to shoot is going to penetrate that paper, that, that cardboard backing. You know that. But in a realistic, pull out your firearm, stop the threat environment with all the psychological and physiological factors and interrupters that are about to happen, you really don't have the time. Oh, put the... Wait. So, get out the way. You... You know, that's what you're training for. But that's where the premise are going. Right. I mean, it's a I mean that but that see that's where we talk about and I know someone said it earlier, you know what I mean, in in the chat where people don't and this is what the comment was. People don't get tunnel vision unless they're on drugs. Well, that is absolutely untrue. That's, nah, that's not but true. That is absolutely a thousand percent untrue. <laughs> Uh, when you get a chemical cocktail dump, and let's say you've never had that dump before, you 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 actually focus to about this big, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's legit. You, your focus comes to about this big. Like you may be able to recognize the eyes of a person, and that be it. You won't. You may not remember for days what color shirt they had, how tall they were. Which is why most of the time we don't have to make a statement for 48 hours. Because if you want a true statement, you can't get one from them right away. Too many things are going to be left out because they were in a tunnel. They missed everything. Now, through training and when we get into force-on-force training and everything else, we can minimize those effects. They'll never be eliminated. But we can minimize those effects. Right, right. And then when we talk about obviously no all of us as I know for a fact pay attention to what's going on all around us pretty much as much as we possibly can. Especially at Eagles. You know what I mean? And so if I see somebody that I, I'm looking at as possibly a threat, I'm already looking at what's past them. Who's standing behind them? Do I need to move yeah. left? Do I need to move right? So I'm already analyzing that stuff. And it sucks for us because I guarantee majority of us, it gets on our nerves sometimes 
Because we analyze just about every person that way. In the grocery store, at the restaurant, in the bathroom. I mean, we analyze every aspect of that all the time. And sometimes, I, I for, at least for me, it gets annoying. Because mm-hmm. it's like, fuck, I just want to fucking chill for once. But it's never going to happen. Nah, hell no. I don't know how to chill. No, nope. you know what I mean? I, even chill, I, I barely chill in my own house. I don't know how to chill. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know how. Damn. <laughs> so it's one of those things where yes, there, there is context that goes along with it, but with training, you know what I mean? You can analyze. Okay, there's a there's a, a mother and a son standing behind in my okay, move to the left, and now I, I have a clear sight. You tell that. Now is this a split second decision? Oh, Absolutely. We're talking. You, you know, know what I mean? Seconds. But because when it comes time, we're going to have to jump that fast. But just remember, and, just, and everything John just said it comes down to one thing, though. Training. Yeah. Jacob, go. Hey, when you guys were in the military, did they still use a training system called Miles? Hell yeah. Miles equipment? Yeah. I got shot plenty you, of times. Y'all, you still had that when you were in? Okay. Yes. What was that? What was that? Pointing real guns at fellow soldiers, doing real training, as realistic as we could make it at the time, right? So, Wait, y'all have the miles? time, you know. Yeah, we yeah. Have. <laughs> they left you out. You ever been? Well, no, Marines kind of <laughs> did. Well, no, hell no. We had real rifles with blanks and BFAs. Yes. No, we had those too. Yes. But we also had. We didn't miles. have the miles systems. We didn't have no special. Yes. Shit. No, we didn't, it wasn't sh- we didn't get shocked. <laughs> oh no! no that's the thing. I, we, we like about two years. In, we started vest. running simunitions. We started running simunitions for all of our force on first. Yes. See hell no! I ain't had none of that. Well, shit. yes. Yeah, we yeah. started running. I've done simunitions. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Fort Polk. Yeah. All I think. JRTC. When I started. When I started out in 1986, when most of you guys were probably about kindergarten age, we were hey. doing Miles equipment. <laughs> no offense. No offense. But I'm saying we had Miles equipment. So they would shoot an infrared light an infrared light beam, and then everybody wore a harness with little infrared detectors, either on your on your helmet and on your equipment. Yes. And tanks had them, helicopters had them, fucking machine guns had them, every fucking buddy had them. And it was force on force training. Yes, it was. So whoever's going to sit there and tell me you cannot point a firearm at somebody in training, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's about the it's about the level of training and the level of experience with each person. Now, I'm not going to go out and do that with a brand new shooter, with a brand new student, but we I did the shit all the time. For 32 years, I did that kind of shit. Force on force training. Was What's his name? Voter? Voter? Voter. <clears throat> Don't talk about that dude. Don't talk about that dude. Don't bring that dude up in this house. But y'all had miles. Okay, I'm just curious if y'all had, if you even knew what that was. Oh hell yeah, they still had it when you guys were in. I think it was military. uh, I think it's multiply, multiple integrated laser electronics. I don't know whatever. I I used to know what it was. System. Yeah. System. Expensive. Yeah. 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 Don't lose the shit. Don't lose it. Right. You used to have right. You used to have it. It had to be zip tied, not zip tied, but uh, dummy corded. Oh my god! I fucking I love five fifty cord, but I hate it in the same breath. 
Because you tied Dude. that shit to the barrel and then you had to dummy cord that shit? No. We didn't do that. We didn't have to do that. Nah, we, nah. No. Our force on force was us doing a lot of hand to hand versus each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was our force on force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bayonets. Yeah, we was one shot, one kill, so. Dude. All kinds of stuff. You want to talk about how the Navy qualified? I remember going up to Great Lakes uh, as a Marine pulley, because I was a Marine pulley before I ended up getting pulled from an Army recruiter and then joined on a delayed entry. But as a Marine pulley, we went up to Great Lakes, and they were doing rifle quals on a sim in a building. Yes, yes, I've done that too. Yes, <laughs> and I'm like, it didn't. It there was no recoil. It was just, and, and and it wasn't this. Remember, this is a good. <laughs> this is how we showing our age. Don't laugh, Marquise. Remember, you used to have the hand oh, was no, right Marquise here. Oh no, Marquise is laughing for another reason. Yeah. Oh, something else. The hand was right here. Then it went to the magwell. Then you went to the Ford grip. Now you go to the seat clamp. The shit's evolved. What happened? So, and we I would haven't say forgotten this. your question, Christy. We haven't forgotten it. Go ahead. So, I would say this. Certain stuff evolved when people start looking at competition shooters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Competition shooters have really changed how people do things in the military almost the same as Military and law enforcement have influenced training on civilians for concealed carry and their other tactics. Mm-hmm. Because when they started seeing this, hey, either you guys, huh? Either you guys are breaking up, or I'm losing my signal again. Something because you guys have been freezing up, and I'm hearing, I'm not hearing everything right. So I might be bailing out soon. I might have to go soon if it's on me. If it's on my end, we hear you. But if you can't yeah, hear, hear us, then you got to. I'm sorry. Up. Go ahead. I didn't mean to. No, you're good. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't know. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Marquise. Go ahead. Oh, no, you fine. Obama had bad phone. I can't shit too. right now. So, um... <laughs> so, <laughs> so, realistically speaking, um, when you start seeing more C-clamp stuff, it was literally because of the competition error. A lot of these guys were telling you, you know, do the overhand grip um, so you can resist the recoil and I was like, but it's a 22. That's all that's all two two three is. Let, I mean, I mean, let's be real. A five five six two two three is a high power twenty-two. If it's that much recoil on that gun in your body, now I start looking at your stance. You know, start looking at your movement. Yep. How are you holding the gun? How are you pulling the trigger? You know, it's a lot of aspects, so there's always an influence of something that goes into something else. You know, like, for example, when we teach, well, there's an influence of teaching students to look straight on to a, to a threat. But, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. That's, that's <laughs> harsh. But, um, so, when you look at the fact that we teach students or certain people teach students to put their full body and you're not staggered off from a threat. It's because we're influencing them in our standards where we're wearing body armor. 
and we're giving the threat the most amount of surface area to actually hit us. But what does the influence come from? Law enforcement and military. Speaking of which, Chrissy asked a question, and I didn't want to bypass it because we were gonna. I was gonna keep on going. We got a couple. Uh, one more thing I want to touch on. Three A, three A plus. You say three what? Oh yeah, she three asked a, about body three armor. Plus. Yeah, she asked about body armor. So I'm gonna throw the question on there so everybody can see. I have a question about armor plate carriers. What do you guys think of them? Do you own one? And what level do you get if you buy one? Marquise already started off by saying 3A, 3A+. My question would be is what are you using it for? Are you doing concealed carry? Life. You know what I mean? Are you, just trying, to have <laughs> carrier? Are you trying to have a concealed carrier? Because um, obviously I'm running 3A and then adding in ceramics. Yeah, I got my so, ceramics. God damn! Where you? What, the better question is, where are you going, bro? Hey, it's it's not so much where am I going or where have I been. That was our record stand. We ain't got none of them issues over here. We hey, have in our record stand in don't Chicago. We, we do. Say, don't we live in Chirac? Dude, in Chicago. Shit. Shit. Hey. I live in or I live in Orland Park. Okay, I got shootouts happening on my court lawn. Hey, hey front lawn. First of all, court, then you need to have an M203. Down in Kankakee, they, they, they like to shoot on the courthouse front lawn. That is That's true. true. That is in the true. middle of the day. That's true. Damn. And 9 o'clock in the morning, we want to have a shootout on the courthouse lawn. Well, when pedophiles are about to get convicted, shit happens. Oh, bro. yeah. I, and I'm not knocking the instance. You know what I mean? I know why he went after him. I I'm not surprised Kelly didn't have a shootout. But we got I, I was I was more I was I was like, that's some brass balls right there. I mean, you could have went down the block and handled some business. You know what I mean? Followed him out the courthouse. You know I mean? And wait till he got off courthouse lawn, but you want to go at it on the courthouse front lawn. That's how you want it, though. Think about it. And this is, you know what? And I used to make these same comments years ago when we used to, y'all did the bouncing security. Y'all done that. Yeah, yeah. I used to love to see the guys, man, you lucky he holding me back. <clears throat> if I want you, you can't stop me from getting to you. That's how bad I want you. You can put up Jesus Christ himself. I throw the sign of the cross and still go past him to go with somebody's head. All right? Like, in the name of Jesus, powerful go for it. But, yeah, I mean, as far as Christy goes, I mean, 3, 3A+. Plus, I mean... But that sounds like soft body armor. She's, I think she's talking about... The same thing. It would be soft body armor. It's the same thing. The, for the plates, too? Uh, maybe my shoes. Oh, yeah, I mean, you can get... Yeah, plates are the same thing. Yeah, you can get plates. Yeah, it's the same. So it's the same rating. Yeah. But the thing is, is that um, it just goes to cost. You know, you can find 3A, 3A plus in soft and hard armor. Oh. Christy Bogus, man. <laughs> He's bringing the heat. Boy. But, um, but yeah, so you, but the thing is, you're looking at cost. So what I've told people, if you want to stay within a nice budget with good armor, I hate to say it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a paid um, sponsor, but Safe Life out of Las Vegas. Oh my God! When I told, when I tell you in Shot Show, this dude put on a show. Hey, 
dude, it was amazing. His armor is really great. Charles asked a good question, uh, and then here we, you said roasting hour. You know that's you know that's what it's about to be, Seth. Because you know towards the end of the show, we definitely do some roasting, and this moment has been brought to today by Black Matrix Academy and KFC. Because Marquise is Marcus is over there just tearing up some motherfucking honey barbecue chicken and shit. <laughs> hey, but did you hear the part where he saw the food? Hey, where did you get that from? <laughs> oh my god. Here we go. Uh, trying to multitask. M. Bud Willis, what's going Yeah, you, you good, you good. No, this is a comfortable show, man. Fuck that. Uh, speaking of, I got my KFC right here. All right. I have Safe Life. It's really comfortable. Um, here we go. Safe Life is a good vest. And Rob Sheeto said that uh, the plates are uncomfortable. You know, I don't find the plates to be uncomfortable. It depends. You just sweat a lot. No, no, it, no, it just depends. I mean, if you get the curved carrying. ones, obviously the flat ones can get uncomfortable. But yeah. if you get the curved ones, those are pretty comfortable. No, I like mine. I shit, it adds on weight because you're talking about plates versus soft body armor. But I like mine. Matter right. of fact, and, 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 and your carrier, your carrier will play the part. Yeah, I'm telling you now, your carrier will play the part in all things. If you want to find. A good plate and good carrier, you have to find it that fits you and your lifestyle. Because you can buy some great plates that can stop like a 50 cal. You put that in a $2 carrier, you're going to be uncomfortable as hell. Talk about some. <laughs> and you've seen it. We see, you know, when you like literally, most, there are some places, like for example, if you're in Illinois, yeah. um, there's a place, uh, Eagle, Eagle um, Uniform Shop, in right there on 136 in Crestwood. In, in Crestwood. Cicero, yeah, they right. actually have samples that they try on you to see how it fits and make sure it goes according to you. Right. So again, it's all about what you buy and how it fits on your body. It's like anything else, you know. You buy a cheap plate carrier, it's going to hurt. And I mean, we're talking about plate carriers. So, I mean, if you want to talk for like CCL holders, Bulletproof, everyone actually has a few different um, aspects that you can use, like a hoodie. It's actually, I mean, you can actually go on there and watch the video. The dude shoots himself on the video. I've seen that shit. Yeah. This he game, shows you the bruise and everything. Like, he shows you the bruise. You see it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. The dude puts on a hell of a presentation. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. But the thing is, like um, Chrissy just said, comfort is key. Yeah, it's the same thing with someone had the appendix holster question, but we threw it off real quick. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna go back to him. Yeah, so like appendix carry is comfortable depending on, I would say your stomach, because I've seen big guys, I've seen big guys appendix carry. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So part of that would be. The size of your gun, oh. the size of your holster, the correctness of your belt. And what I mean by the correctness, if you still walking around with a Sunday school belt trying to hold a gun and a holster, you're doing something wrong. You should always have a sturdy belt that doesn't move and can hold your belt, your holster, your gun, your pants. And your belly, if you put your belly inside of your... I mean and and I'll say you know I mean obviously you know I mean Charles asked what's the if the appendix is the most effective position. Okay, well 
again, there, there's variables with that. Mm-hmm. All right, is, is it the is it one of the better positions for a fast draw? I'll give you that. But is it one of the better positions for weapon retention? You can defend from it, but it's easier to defend from the three o'clock than it is on your on your appendix. So, I would I would say this. I would say this. Weapon retention is also about weapon concealment. Yes. If you don't know I got a gun, there's no retention necessary. Yep. So I would say that if you're carrying incorrectly, and what I mean by that is you're printing. Mm-hmm. Or you live in an open carry own? state, or you live in an open carry state. Oh hell, we're not even gonna go there, dude. I hate open carry. Oh no, no, we've went down that road a thousand times. But again, there's context to it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, again, you're asking if it's effective. Okay, are you talking about just in Illinois? Or are you talking about other states? Right. Big people, little people. You know what I mean? Trained, untrained. There are again a thousand different variables that we necessarily as instructors can't say. It's the most effective for you. Right. Correct. Right. And when you put that absolute into it, most. There are no absolutes in contextually based questions or ideas. Exactly. Most and all and every time and everything. Nah, you already setting us up for failure. But the answer to this question, yes, I would say this because. We try to tell people, and again, I know we all do it. We try to tell people, make sure your gun doesn't have sharp corners or snag control. Okay? I want to make sure there's no sharp corners on my gun because if it's sticking me and poking me or tearing apart my shirts, there's a strong possibility I'm not going to carry the gun because it's uncomfortable. You know, if it's causing a bruise, like, for example, um, we talked about holsters a couple of weeks ago. And there are certain holsters we're all against, and it's the ones that mm-hmm. collapse. That collapse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can find soft leather holsters that don't collapse, and those are the ones I push towards my diabetes folks who bruise easily. Yeah. So comfort does play a big part on effectiveness and execution because if it's not comfortable, you're not going to want to carry it. If it's not comfortable, you're not going to want to practice with it. You just want to carry it for the time you have to use it, and you put that sh- you put it away. And it's like, well, you heard the phrase, I'd rather have it than not need it than to need it and not have it. Right. But if it's uncomfortable... And I'll respond, obviously, Rob's as well. So when you start moving to, towards the small of your back, you're, you're now, again, giving up weapon retention in regards to if somebody finds your shit. So if for some reason you lose track of your surroundings and somebody comes up behind you and bear hugs you and now they feel your firearm, how can you retain your firearm when it is at the 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, I mean anywhere back there? By twerking. You can twerk if you had that training. You can twerk it. You gotta twerk. Well, I, and, and I get it, but I'm talking everyday people here. Majority of people are not out here doing hand to hand, close quarters, weapon retention, in and out of the holster. Again, we talk about this. Or Imagine twerking. that extra training. You do what I'm. You know what I mean when I say twerking, right? I know, I know what okay. you're saying. Most people don't know that. 
That's why. That's why I went to what most people know instead of what you were talking about, Marquise. I know. Right. You. I'm talking about. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about booty popping. Sometimes you got to just pop your booty a little bit. Make it the hey, but sometimes that can be effective. I know what you meant. You know what I mean? That can fuck people up. <laughs> fuck people up. You know what? You almost got a spit take on that one. Yep. You almost got a spit take. And I give you that, that one. Shit True story. Would have went that way. And into his, they would have sworn we planned this shit. Right. <laughs> but I'm dead serious. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. moving forward is a solid position. Um, my cousin is in um New Jersey, I believe. I can look you up, Charles. That just answers your question. Yep. <laughs> JFB said this man is on the road. Your advice is to throw it back. <laughs> Quite possibly, depending on hey, the bruh. Matter of fact, think about it. On the boondocks, the cartoon. Remember when um Tom went to jail? Oh my god. And do it grabbed him from behind? He twerked it off. You can't have my booty. Bam. Okay. Or, yeah. or hold on. Step back, roll your hips fucking forward, and now where are they going? Right. Over your shoulder. See, that's what, yeah. Use that. You see what I'm saying? That's why I said in some cases it could be effective. Mm-hmm. But the booty warrior came. <laughs> exactly. But we are going left. That's we are it. taking a solid 90 degree left. Let's go well, ahead. Well, actually, that went right. So yeah. hold on. Let's go ahead and. Oh, fuck it. Okay. I'm, try... <laughs> I'm trying to all do it at the same time. I'm trying to figure out my camera. Yeah. So that's for it. them, it's uh, left. Okay, so that way. Uh, right. And that was really right, but I was going like, you know what, fuck it with him. All right. <laughs> so, um, last thing, too. USPSA, isn't that what it's called? USPSA? Yeah, um, United States Shooting Association. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thoughts about it? Um, I'm actually a fan when it comes to the competition shooting. You know what I mean? It sounds crazy, but there are benefits to it. Okay. Now, some of y'all have probably seen the videos of me doing it. I yeah. just, I had to stop. I like it for the benefits of you, you know, moving around and, you know, whatever, getting back into shit. Yes. But I just don't like the fact that in certain cases and in certain scenarios, you pop out and you got three, you know, tangos, targets, whatever you want to call them. You know, mm-hmm. and you're pop, 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 pop. In reality, in real mm-hmm. life, you probably got shot already. If it's three of them, yeah. all three got guns, and you're trying to hit them, by the time you get to the second one, the third one has at least shot you already, if not sooner. Mm-hmm. And I can get it. I mean, there are some things that obviously won't work in real life based scenarios per se, but the aspect of multiple target acquisition, okay, you you can get solid training from that. Um, how often than not, then our our people trying to put a time limit on themselves for executing a drill. And then so the, where you're, you're you're applying a little bit of pressure to yourself. But then the see this is where and I want to see where Marquise is going cuz I know those gears are grinding because if you look at we talk about center mass shooting all the time and you look at mm-hmm. USPSA where you got the alphas and you want to yep. get the shots in there. And then when you get the shots outside, maybe to the Charlies or the Deltas, and then you're dropping mm-hmm. points, 
you know, I had that happen. It was like, well, you're dropping points, uh, but I didn't miss. What the fuck? You know, like, I'm looking at it from that aspect because if you look at it, if I'm looking at time and I'm looking at just hitting the threats and I've been to plenty of autopsies before, your shots really ain't, okay, sometimes you'll have them center of mass, but in that situation, you're the reason why you're on the range or in training, practicing and getting all your shot group center of mass is so that when real life happens, you increase the chances of hitting the threat wherever you hit it because you gotta you got to account for the fact that the threat could jump, the threat could duck, the threat could move side to side, and you want to increase the chances of hitting it where... In that situation, yes, okay, I see them all getting the alphas and shit like that, but they are not using effective cover, cover or concealment. And it's like within this one scenario, if I've got three or four of them and I'm concentrating on hitting the 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 target and hitting the alphas, how long am I exposed before one of those four hit me? Well, yeah, but I mean that's the, but see, you're you're basing that off of just USPSA. You know what I mean? What about IDPA? Have you ever done anything with that's that? That's what I have not, and that's where Mister Slick so, says I prefer IDPA. Yeah, so IDPA is de- is more based around defensive tactics. That that entire that entire program that entire competition is based around defensive tactics. Okay, so USPSA is, is based around practical shooting, not necessarily defensive shooting. Practical shooting, I want to obviously go for the bullseye as much as possible. Practical. Okay? Defensive shooting, I'm going for defensively. So now I'm looking for, you know what I mean, to blow holes in people as many as possible. I want to hit as many organs. So I feel you. I feel you guys on the conversation. And at one time, I felt that same exact way until I met a SWAT instructor who was a grand champion shooter. Mm -hmm. And that changed my mind completely because not only is this dude fast and accurate, he is a beast with a gun. Mm -hmm. And so Matt Little, go ahead. Well, so Matt Little's an individual, Mm -hmm. but this person I'm talking about is a grand champion. Yeah. So, Looking at what he can do made me start doing USPSA. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, well, damn. If you understand how to take gaming for what it is Mm -hmm. and learn how to put it towards what you do, it's a difference. It's the same thing what Bruce Lee said. You know, take what's effective, throw out what's not. You know, keep it going. But if you look at the speed and accuracy of a true USPSA shooter, mm-hmm. that's still a person I'd rather have to my left or right. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about a USPSA shooter who is an alpha shooter. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at alpha, alpha is center max. Mm-hmm. For yes. sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So if you give me one of them, hell yeah, you can stand next to me. If you are within the top three, if you're within a top ten, I will still have you sit next to me in a defensive yep. shoot. Because you's a bad mom. And that's so, what I'll just say. Go ahead. Yeah, so the thing is, when you look at USPSA, you know, some of the stuff that they do don't require you to look 
through your sights mm -hmm. because you've already been practicing this. So you're pointing the gun in the right direction and you're hitting alphas without looking at your sights. So that's one takeaway from USPSA. The other one, speed shooting. They're shooting mm -hmm. fast enough where they can hit their threat versus someone shooting fast enough to miss. Mm. So that's another factor. Right, right. Movement. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. Man, yeah. they movement yeah. is beautiful mm -hmm. for a person who's well-trained. And most importantly for me, reloads. Yeah, hell yeah. And mm -hmm. malfunctions clearances too. Well, you call them malfunctions, I always call them stoppages. Okay, both. Because for me, I told you, like, for me, a malfunction involves a gunsmith, armorer, or the manufacturer. Stoppages, okay. Mm -hmm. Stoppages yeah. in the cycle of fire. But some people, great shooters, bad at stoppage clearances. Say again? They, they, they suck at clearing the stoppage. Who? No, I'm saying not everybody, but I'm saying the ones that I've been observing... Especially oh, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the specific place that does a shooting on a specific night of the weekday. You get what I'm saying? Because I don't want to say the name right. of the place. Right. Right. And it speaks volumes because sometimes some of those are new shooters who want to do USPSA because they see it in that window whenever they're leaving the range. They're like, yeah, I want to shoot my shot. Well, you're coming to shoot your shot, but that ain't a training class. Right. My thing is if you got the training to use the holster, to draw from the holster safely. Mm -hmm, for sure. And to fix stoppages on the move effectively, mm -hmm. I'm all good with it. Mm -hmm. You know, but the thing is, is that I feel that take what's useful, throw away what's not. You know, because one of the things I don't like is where they have to put their arms past the barricades. I'm not that dude. I do it for that, but I teach specifically, let me get this one arm distance away from the barricade and let me edge out a little bit, shoot, come back, change my position, change my height, and come back out either left or right. But again, it has to be that let me make sure I know when to use this and when not to use this. Right, right. The problem is, most people can't walk and chew bubblegum. They can't walk and chew bubblegum. And that's where I was starting to say earlier. So, like, with Matt, obviously, when I do some training with him down in Oklahoma, he'll, he'll be the first one to tell you. Obviously, no one can, you know what I mean, obviously talk about Matt's tactical experience. I mean, the man's got decades upon decades of tact experience. But he'll even tell you, you know what I mean, when he joined USPSA, that took him to a whole nother level. It, it literally, it took him to a whole nother level because it wasn't necessarily just about tactics anymore. You know what I mean? It wasn't about necessarily, um, obviously worry about getting shot back. And so you're working cover and concealment correctly and everything else. Now you're working more the mechanics of the firearm where you're getting the speed shooting. Okay. You're working the reloads. So just like Marquise was talking about, you know what I mean? Those Some of those fundamentals that we don't necessarily work on a whole lot in the tactics world, you know what I mean, per se, USPSA, you have to be proficient at them. If you want, if you want to make a career of it or something out of it, let me, let me say that. If you're going out there just to fuck off just because you want to shoot, 
then it's whatever. You know, and it's going to show. But where? Yeah. But if you truly want some, if you truly want obviously some type of recognition out of it, you're going to have to work those skills and be proficient. <laughs> JFB knows I'm going. But where is that fine line? Because no, I noticed some key things that you said. Recognition, not about tactics, <clears throat> which is true. It's about alphas. You, you're getting your speed yep. shooting. And so and can I like make grandmaster and everything else? Grandmasters and titles mm-hmm. and competition. Mm-hmm. But for those who are the viewers of this show, for those who are trying to still maintain their concealed carry readiness, yet get the benefits of what comes with the effectiveness and applicability of the USPSA in still maintaining those tactics because sometimes you can be so competition just like you said you're not worried about being shot at well Mm -hmm. you know how you can do something so much to the point where oh you're good you could do something oh he said it was a bad lightning storm okay cool well, I hope you're okay. Stay safe. I was saying, you can create a training scar. Yeah, you say a, a training shark. What'd you say? Scar. Oh, scar. Training you said scar. training sharks. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> but it's like, yes, I agree. Rob said, you. well, he said for training, you really can't compare sport, shooting for sport and self-defense tactics, in my opinion, though, competition training can be beneficial. That's what I'm saying. And that's like, what I mean. It can't. Yeah, it can be beneficial, and just like Marquis said, take what's effective, throw the West away. But this conversation is important because some people really think that USPSA, like I'm sure the guys whose names you've quoted, they've got a great deal of operational experience, and they can mm-hmm. begin to differentiate or delineate, whichever term you want to use. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The difference between... Like, Kids are bombarded with so much information these days. It can be hard for them to discern the messages that are important and valuable. The What I Tell Myself book series from author Michael A. Brown is an award-winning series that has been featured on CBS, Fox, and NBC for their powerful and positive messages for kids. Based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Michael A. Brown's book, What I Tell Myself First, Children's Real-World Affirmations of Self-Esteem, is a book of real-world affirmations that highlight the various abilities and attributes of the reader while exposing readers to realistic possibilities of rejection of difference in various forms. The author also writes books about self-protection, talent, and patience, and more. These are colorful and inspiring books that you and your children will love. They're full of easy-to-understand positive messages that are heartwarming and impactful. You can learn more about the wonderful books from author Michael A. Brown online at whatitellmyselffirst.com. That's whatitellmyselffirst.com. Why you can tell me that your big round ass is gonna go and grab that taser. Right. No, you're not. You're gonna spin around like a goddamn dog chasing his tail. Yeah. But that's the thing. Training separates what you're gonna do, what happens in real life. Um, John mentioned, hey, tunnel vision. Yes, tunnel vision exists if you don't understand. Maybe when I draw and I fire. I need to make sure I move my head and start breathing to check my area. Because people also forget. And they pass the hell out because they forget to breathe. 
So if you're not training for the real fight, you're doing yourself a disservice. And that's all it really is. There's yeah, go man, go do USPSA. Go to John's one and two defensive class. Go to my defensive one and two class. Go to Mike's security class. But when you put yourself in a box, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're going to put yourself in a box. In a box. Yep, yep. And that box is going to close shut, and everybody's going to wonder. I hope he was a good dude, and I hope he's going to heaven. Because you put yourself in a box to put yourself in a box. Yeah. I- yeah. Well, this has been a good. Sh- go, go ahead, John. Go ahead. I was say you, you uh, all that money you didn't spend, you just paid for your your funeral director. Mm-hmm. Uh, AR League, Gat, Gatlin. A- a- um, and yes, it depends on the pistol. Um, it is got. Yeah, it totally depends on it. Totally depends on the pistol, and I will say this: I don't play with my triggers for concealed carry. So I make my gun competition, but I use hammered fire guns. So I have cockers, no safeties. So is my gun considered a competition gun? Yes, it is. But my first trigger pull is always double action. Now, when I take a Glock competition gun, no. Because it's a lighter trigger. And the minute I jump up and down the wrong way, I all of a sudden start singing soprano or I lose my meat and two veg. So comp pistols have a place in your concealed carry if your trigger, in my opinion, is not affected by movement. The reason why I bring this up I was in a class. I had a person with a competition pistol taking a pistol class. He had a one ounce trigger. One ounce trigger. And when I'm telling you it's one ounce, you know those cool fancy rigs? Like is this and you slide the gun right there? He had one of those on. He didn't put the gun on safe. And when he holstered, And I was like, is he standing in this class? Because if he's standing in this class, I can go. And the instructor kicked him out, told him, listen, the other person who let you walk around with that gun in their classes, they can do that, but not in my class. And he sent his ass home. So I would say this again. If the truth, Amazon, <laughs> so, <laughs> so if I have to carry a gun like that, I'm looking at every precaution. What's my holster? What is my holster like? How easy is for the trigger to be pulled with regular everyday manipulation? But other than that, no, I'm not a competition single. What is it? I would say. What do you call it, man? What competition? Striker fire. Yeah, striker fire. I'm not a competition striker fire carrier gun. 
person. I'm not that person. Yeah. Anything with a hammer, yeah. I'm good. As long as it has to be cocker. I carry Glock. Yeah, I like my Glock in my... But you my carry hand. Glock with a adapted trigger. What's the poundage? 3.3. And yours? I don't know. I just know it shoots. I have not measured this shit. I'm being honest. I'm just... I measured mine. I put mine in. And I polished. I had mine installed. Mm. I had mine installed. Mm. I... Well, see, I can't work on you guys' stuff. It's against the law. I've seen way too many videos of people holstering and losing the meat in two veg. Oh, hell so yeah. I'm... Man, we ain't doing that shit, no. I've seen it, too. Yeah, I just can't do I it. Had that issue. Yeah. I, I believe you. I just can't do it. I'm scared. But you know what? My fa- one of my f- my favorite trigger I have to say uh, is the six hour P320, the X Compact. Yeah, I love that trigger. Like the wall, that, that trigger is, is pretty the solid. Wall and the reset is amazing. But yeah. that's factory. That's factory. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's factory. That's factory though. You? That's yeah. factory. That's factory. Right. Yeah. I love it. Like, like I said, I changed my double action and my single action on my carry guns, but all my first shots are double action. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you're used to shooting yeah. that way. And that's the thing, mm-hmm. too. Some people are not. Some people don't understand that their tr- traditional double action first shots heavy. Other sh- every other shot after that is light and, and they'll pull the second shot heavy like they would the first shot, not understanding that the distance, the tension has changed. Yeah. Chrissy asked a question. We'll uh, uh, talk about this last one and then we're out uh, just to answer it. Have you guys been keeping up with the Kyle Rittenhouse case? Did you watch the use of force expert testify yesterday saying his decision to shoot was reasonable thoughts? Yeah. Go ahead. Go. I I, look. I'm for Kyle getting. Okay. Was he supposed to lawfully carry the rifle? No. That's the only part that I. But I seen all of Cal was Cal kicked that boy. Cal was good. Cal was the shit. Cal was good. Yes, I support Cal Rittenhouse getting free on it. That's not first degree. He defended himself. You just hope your kids could do a fucking Hondo roll and shoot off a arm. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you like this. In my opinion, in my opinion, Cal Rittenhouse shot each person in self-defense. Not only that, he had a 30-round magazine and shot three times. times. If he was the evil person you thought he was, he got 27 more reasons to be considered evil. And the last shot he had, Mm -hmm. when he shot the dude who hit him with the skateboard, he shot him and paused with the guy with the pistol. And the reason why he paused with the guy with the pistol is that the guy with the pistol paused when he saw the other boy get shot. And then they stared at each other for a quick second and dude decided to move. Kyle shot his ass. And that's why he walking around with spaghetti arm. But guess what, though? That was a pause, which means right then and there, The man with the disadvantage, a.k.a. the dude with the pistol, but didn't. So guess what that could be considered? 
mutual combat. You both had a gun. Yes. You yeah. both had a gun. That was a good one. And he had you beat. Yeah. And you could just walk. You know what? I ain't mess with that dude. I don't want no smoke. Cal probably played airsoft and everything. Look, Cal was Bruh. ready. Cal was ready. I love that role. Ooh, he did. Bro, that, that role was that, beautiful. That role was wonderful. I was like, yes. So And like I, I said, he didn't shoot himself. He didn't shoot anyone innocent. No. He shot everybody in self-defense. All three people out of a 30-round mag. And some people don't understand, like, how is he able to walk past the police and the police not stop him? They don't know that there was another video where Kyle and the people that he was with, they were giving police officers water bottles. So there was already a camaraderie that existed amongst the police and those hired officially or unofficially to protect the uh, the places from being rioted. So that's why when they saw him... Yeah, it didn't bring no cause for concern. But what's a full story anyway? I support Kyle Rittenhouse. You right. know, people say he should have stayed his ass in, in Illinois. I say like this. If we had more people who cared enough about protecting their neighborhoods that they wouldn't mind safely, responsibly, res responsibly, responsibly, I'm fucking up words, safely, responsibly, and, you know, uh, tactically standing in the gap of crime and order, you know, we, what kind of neighborhood we, we have. That's the difference between the hood getting rioted and people trying to cross over to Evergreen Park and Bridgeview. And Bridgeview is like, and I'm going to go there. So y'all, motherfucker, not over here. You are not going to bring your. Don't laugh at that shit. I did. And, and John went cross out. Too. I it's that the shit. truth. But it's true. It's the truth. Motherfucker, you mess up your own shit. You do not come over here. And it's the finger of resolute. So it's not this, it's this. Motherfucker, you do not come over here. I am not playing with you. You take your ass back over there. And you do not come. And that's the difference. They weren't tolerating that shit over there. Where we, we like, fuck it. We don't own nothing. You see what I'm saying? So, nah, I'm support. I'm in support of... Kyle doing his shit, whether he like yeah. straight high fives. Yeah, I hate to say it, straight high fives for that dude. That's it. it. It was self defense because my thing is, when do you start walking to guns? When you shot, when he shot the first person after setting that dumpster on fire, and a guy trying to attack him, he shot him. He tried to call for help. He tried to call for help, and guess what? They said, get his ass. Right. Yes. They did say that. Yes. Yep. So in the process of trying to call for an ambulance to help the guy who he just shot, mm -hmm. they said, get his ass. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Now, once again, you just saw me blow this mf -er away. Yeah. And you decide to chase me down. My thing is, if I see a shark bite the hell out of somebody I'm not gonna go and say I'm gonna get that damn shark no I'm leaving the shark the hell alone it makes sense to me Yeah. person with gun just shot somebody my skateboard can save the day and then you hit him he fell and roll and that hit wasn't strong enough to knock him too far out where he was able to get back on track. It was amazing. So I really, 
Yeah, I'm I'm hoping and he got caught being and he got caught being swing. Yeah, I'm hoping that Kyle, uh, free little free little Kyle, free little Kyle. You know he need he need okay. Dude, bigger than both of us, dude. That boy, hey, he been in prison too, so you know he been doing them Negroes get off me. He got a nice Italian suit. You know what I'm saying? Got his chest and shit. He been doing dude, weights. You didn't see his GoFundMe? His this shit's fat. Hell yeah, I seen it. Dude. His GoFundMe is in the millions. Yeah, and it needs to be good. Good, you know. Bruh, I, I donated. Yeah. $25, though, but I mean, that's $25. Though. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, what up? I probably that, was the that, last that, 25 that pushed him to that million. You don't know. what I'm saying? I gave him 25 I was like, yo, you need something for that commissary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he ain't got to be $975. Yeah. Right. One million. That's it. There we go. Because I mean, those chocolate milks and those and those, and those cakes got to cut. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, I'm you know, you get you get passed around the court. You know, at least you got the chocolate milk to keep you safe. You, you know, right a, here, bro. And you can make safe, a, pr protect me. And you can make a Twinkie ramen noodle cake, Bruh. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? He eating good. Twenty five, bro. Hey, I didn't know that. I didn't know that shrimp shrimp seasoning went on top of icing. Look, uh, <laughs> sweet and savory. Oh, oh my God. That's a good thing. So like Martha Stewart. All right, so <laughs> talk about some prison pudding, baby. Yeah, man. And I, I just look at it like that, you know. Yeah, I, I hope, uh, I hope he because you know what? If we got a problem with Kyle Rittenhouse doing what he did then those of us who don't understand how your kids can be a part of your home defense plan, you would have a problem with that too. Because mm -hmm. that means when your kid pick up your gun, your kid ain't lawfully authorized to pick up your gun, but if your kid picks up your gun and he or she is the one that's able to defend you when you're in a tight spot, that's a part of your home defense plan. You know? Man. So, free my buddy Kyle. I hope he get out. You know, uh... Yeah, it's what it is. All right, man. We've been kicking it for two hours and six minutes. It's time for us to go on ahead and call it, call it a night and stuff. Y'all been hanging out on YouTube and 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 I won't say Instagram, but it ain't that. But y'all get it. Where would we have been tonight if shit would have still been shut down? Mark the Zuck. You get it. All right. We would have still been on YouTube because YouTube was not a part of that. Shouts out to Google for taking over YouTube because that's what makes it stronger. Um, you said I thought GoFundMe took down his account, but he might have still cashed out on that money. All right, y'all, go on ahead and plug it, and then we're out of here. Go. That's on you, Marquise. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think he just said that shit, and you gotta have me go next. Yep. Because uh, <laughs> I can't right. talk right now. Hold on, hold on dude. All right, so everybody. <laughs> Get over here. No. Um, so anyway, hey, um, so I'm Marquise with P6 Firearms and Training. Um, we do all the concealed carry courses. I don't, I, full disclaimer, I don't do the eight-hour course anymore because I feel like just bring your ass and come do a two-day course. Come get some. You might learn something. I know you'll learn something, but it's okay. Um, we do defensive courses. My last defensive course for outdoors is October 23rd. It's a defensive one course for your pistol. It's about 500 rounds and a tall glass to come get some. 
you know. Um, so don't deny yourself. Next month, I will be doing the instructor course to help people become Illinois concealed carry instructors who understand that they have a passion and it's not a money grab. If you're coming to my class because you want some extra money, don't come to my class. Find another instructor that can help you out, I promise you. Me, if you're here to actually teach and to guide students on the right path, I'll be honored to be your instructor who makes you an instructor. If you're here for the cash grab, don't show up in my class. I'm going to smell you. I'm going to smell you a mile away. All right? Um, for the month of October, well, we're doing complimentary services where you can go ahead and test shoot the top four fire, the top four concealable firearms for women. Uh, we're doing that complimentary service for the women where they can shoot the top four, but they pay for their own range time and ammo. My services are complimentary. Also, you can come out and buy, and now everything's by appointment only. Um, on Mondays, we do a lady shoot. You can come out one of the Mondays to come see how it works and just come out and get some. You don't have a firearm, that's fine. You can use one of my firearms, but once again, the services are complimentary, but your ammo and range time is on you. Wow. You guys are gangster tonight. I love it. Oh my God. Y'all ain't playing with the oil tanker. John, it's on you now. I'm going to take a sip, though. It's delicious water. Hey, at least it's so cold. <laughs> All right, John McCarty and Concepts. Uh, we're down in Bourbon, Illinois, so just a little bit south of Chicago. Um, I love y'all. I'm serious. Y'all are amazing. Uh, how am I supposed to talk right now? <laughs> y'all make this. Uh, how am I supposed to talk? Y'all make this. Christy, show really? Oh. <laughs> Yo, you couldn't have did this. You couldn't have did this when Marquise was out talking. Damn. Damn, dude. <laughs> All right, so then back to it. Um, our next class is coming up. So October 23rd, October 23rd, which is a Saturday, we have a level one and two. Um, October 24th, uh, we have a TECC, Tactical Emergency Casualty Care. Um, and then our next CCL class is November 6th and 7th. Um, if you're wanting more information, obviously follow us on Facebook, Guardian Concepts LLC. Or you can go to our website, www.guardian-concepts.com. Um, if you are down in this area, the Kankakee, up to like Moni and everything else, keep, um, yes, I do have hair. I am not bald. Um, the, someone says I have hair. I mean, I got I got a lot of hair. I really want to get technical. Um, but no, seriously, if you are down in this area, start tuning, start paying attention to... Um, if you enjoy this music or not, but X Country, 106.5 down here, uh, you're going to start hearing Guardian all over that shit. Um, and we're going to be doing some live interviews in the coming weeks with them as well, uh, with Business in the Spotlight and some uh, half price Business of the Week stuff. So if you're down in the area, obviously um, take a listen to them, 106.5 X Country. And uh, we are... Um, 
huge aspects of you know free isn't free. How about that? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm competing like a motherfucker that free is not always free. So, y'all have a wonderful evening. Mike, it's on you. This moment has been brought to you today by KY Jelly. When you think it's free, you got something to let you know it slips right on in. But you got to... Right, right. Speak it to you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, y'all. MikeBrownsClass.com. MikeBrownsClass.com. Dude, they're not stopping. Oh, hell no. They're not stopping. And I'm just... We ain't going to even pay them no mind. We're going to keep on going because sometimes in business, the best thing to do is just survive and stay afloat. So when things happen, just imagine. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the comments. Yeah, that too. Mm. Good. These guys right now. They said Marquise's hair was afraid to come back because he ripped it out. Said Panther, Wolverine, and Hulk. That's that's a thing. That's a thing. That's it. Okay. You know what? Oh, I want to be proud of you. That's a thing. That's a thing. Well, hold on. What would Jacob be? <laughs> Doctor Xavier. He's got hair. What about Michael Keaton? Fuck it. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> How you gonna throw DC on Marvel? I don't know. You on time out for that shit. All right. Value here. Hey, come G.I. Joe. Was it General uh, Hawk or some shit? Uh, <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. He fucked. No, he, Sergeant, he got the mustache, the handlebar mustache. That wouldn't even work. Well, well, luckily, G.I. Joe ain't part of a universe, so I guess we okay with that one. Yeah. Yeah, we okay with that, but don't be doing no DC Marvel shit. Don't be doing that no more. We went from the, <laughs> we went from the glasses... Deadpool with the mask off. Oh my goodness. That's it. Oh, that's fucked. Damn. Damn. We done. And we done. Damn. All right, we're done. All right. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Y'all uh see you next Wednesday. Oh, William Bogus. <laughs> William is bogus. Jacob would be oh, God. Oh no. Oh, oh God. William's bogus. No, that's Jacob, we Jacob is cool. Oh my god. Even Charles still doing another one. Oh my god. Y'all are something else when Marcus. Uh all right, y'all. You all come back next Wednesday for trigger. <laughs> he said Nick Fury. Y'all come back with trigger uh with the instructor Mike and friends. Y'all go get some sleep. We got to work tomorrow. All that great stuff. Y'all be safe. Keep your head on the swivel. All that. Oh, we know you're just kidding. Uh, who said Mr. Magoo? That, we got to stop before God the comments. Damn. We got to stop before the comments keep going, y'all. All right. We'll see y'all later. Bye. See you next Wednesday. <laughs> oh, this shit is something else. Damn. Get all the real page. Yeah. Just get it. All right. We're off. Ugh. We're off, guys. Oh, Ooh, shit. That was good. Shit. That's a good ass. They thing. went hard in the paint at the end. They did. They did. They did. All right. Mm -mm. Let's see what Peace. happens. Let's see what happens until next Wednesday, y'all. Peace. Peace. All right. All right guys. Later. Later. Hey, what's going on? It's Instructor Mike. Are you in the market for a good firearm? Are you looking for a place in the state of Illinois where you can practice effective and safe usage of a firearm to defend yourself shooting for sport? or just inviting your family members out to a wonderful place where they can learn about exercising their Second Amendment rights, well, Eagle Sports Range is the place for you. 5900 West 159th Street in Oak Forest, our state-of-the-art range is comfortable, safe, and provides you with the perfect environment to enjoy your shooting. 
Whether you're a firearms enthusiast or just starting out, their range has everything you want for your shooting needs. Fully air-conditioned for comfort with friendly and knowledgeable staff that also have a great selection of firearms for sale or rent as well as ammunition that you conveniently need on site. Eagle Sports Range. That's eaglesportsrange.com. 708-535-3000.